Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DNM on the stuff that matters. Hello, Lozzy. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. This is actually the second time we're recording this intro yes. for this week. Yes. Just because... Well, that's the reality of technology. It doesn't yes. always go your way. Our file expired, but I also think it was because yesterday I was hysterically tired and we I could was not get any words together. Struggling, yesterday. Yeah. and maybe our uh, piece of recording technology said this piece is too of bad to go on. Recording yep. is so bad to go online. I'm going to expire it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are back. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. We're very excited for today's podcast. We think it's a topic a lot of you guys will be able to relate to. But first, we're going to start with our kick special share. Lawsy, what's yours? Yes, my special share this week is a podcast. Now, you've probably listened to it, but if you haven't, I would like to recommend it to you. It is the In Conversation episode on Shameless Podcast with Zara and Michelle, um, and they interview Zoe Foster-Blake, and mm. it was an incredible interview. Zoe doesn't do many podcasts conversations mm. so it was a really amazing insight into her life and as always the girls ask all the questions that I suppose you would want to know and yeah it was just really informative and I loved listening to it. I loved it too and it was funny hearing that she was a little anxious about it coming out because she seemed so natural on there. Yes. Like just very normal. I think nice. that's that's the best I think knowing like for Zoe is always something something someone <laughs> that um, like we both really look up to and, and I've always looked up to Zoe and I think that knowing that she gets nervous when things mm. come out when her work in my eyes is always perfect mm. is really kind of nice and I suppose humbling to hear so yeah it was really nice to listen to that highly recommend what is yours it's a good recommendation mine is a short video called Be a Lady, they said, from Girls, Girls, Girls Mag. So we'll put the link in the show notes. Um, but I think their Instagram is just Girls, Girls, Girls Mag. Anyway, I saw it on Instagram this week and watched it. And I was, I think it only goes for about two minutes. It's really moving. It's um, uh, basically a bunch of creatives and um, a few recognisable faces in there um, from... Overse- not from overseas, from the like Hollywood scene, I suppose. Um, and they speak about how a lady can be, I suppose, pressured into being something that they might not be. Um, and like how that's kind of changed over time as well. But also just the mixed messaging, like, you know, curvy's better, but, you know, be a size zero or, you know, it just all that sort of stuff. And I just found it I found it really interesting and I could not stop it. And I had to watch the whole thing through and I've watched it a few times now. So I did share it on my Insta stories, but I highly recommend anyone go and watch that. I think it's really relatable. Well, since you recommended it to me yesterday and no one heard, <laughs> I went it? and watched it. Yeah. Yes, I watched it last <laughs> night. I loved it. Um, I think it was really well done. And yeah, it's only two minutes, so yeah. I recommend listening. Mm. And it was, it's crazy, the contradiction between totally. messages that women get, especially, you know, high profile women in the media, mm. especially the ones about like, if if you're too fat, like stop eating. But then as, there's like, there's no, and then they get to the point where it's like, well, now you're too skinny, you need to eat a burger. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's like, where's the middle? Yeah. It's just like, no matter what, there's yeah. something wrong wrong and exactly. they're going to say something exactly and anyway but yes it's very it's quite confronting I, I can't imagine being a Hollywood celebrity because they have a lot of pressure on them totally totally but I think it's just like anyone anyone no matter what they do um could relate to feeling the mm. pressure from society so anyway that's a good one so today's topic is 
breaking a negative relationship cycle. And we've got a guest on, and she's a very special young woman from our community who has gone through three very different and unfortunate long-term relationships, but she's come out the other end. She shares her stories, which I'm sure a lot of you will be able to relate to, and shares where she's at right now, single for the first time in six years, and she's happy about it. We hope you enjoy our chat with her. Well, thank you for joining us. It's all right. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So we would love for you to share your stories. We have obviously had a catch up and Mm -hmm. heard a little bit about what you've been through when it comes to relationships. Three very different and interesting stories, to say the least. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you like to share? Yeah. Okay. So, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I've had probably three what I'd call serious relationships. Mm -hmm. They were all serious for me, um, whether or not they were for the other person, it's up to them. The the first relationship I had was when I was 20. Finished school, never really had any attention from boys. All my friends were sort of in relationships. Um, I'd never been on a date, never really anything. And yeah, I was 20, met this guy at this event. He was the first guy to kind of show any interest in me. Yeah, and it kind of started from there. He asked me out, went on my first date. Um, We started seeing each other. You know, he was talking to me quite frequently. Then it progressed from there. He was the first person I ever slept with. Kind of went on for a few months and it kind of became obvious to me that it was dying off. He wasn't that interested. He stopped messaging me. I'd message him, he wouldn't reply. Yeah, he lost interest pretty much and I didn't, which was quite heartbreaking for me at the time but anyway continued on like that for uh, probably I think nine months it went on like that Mm. which is quite a decent time to sort of I guess let somebody mistreat you but I was young it was still exciting to me I wanted it to be something yeah, yeah I wanted it to be something more than it was I did try to speak to him about it but he kind of just made up reasons as to why like it was continuing how it was never did he try to end it with me which I like I found that kind of a bit confusing because it's like Mm. if you don't if you know what I want and you don't want the same thing then what are we doing but anyway it went on like that yeah kind of allowed myself to be mistreated used one day he messaged me and said he didn't want to ever see me again so that was Mm. not great but and he never wanted to see your family or no friends. never wanted to see my family or friends never probably met my family once and then that was it I was always going to his house I was always going when it was convenient for him I'd go weird hours which I thought was I'd make up excuses for Mm. what I was doing and like why I was going over to his house in the middle of the night Um, my parents would often question what I was doing and I just sort of disregarded what everyone Mm. else was saying because I wanted it to be what I wanted it to be and I suppose you had nothing to compare it to no nothing to compare it to so he ended it over text message yeah he ended it over text message it went back and forwards from there a little bit because I was angry Mm. Um, sort of sent him this really I guess aggressive message <laughs> um, and yeah he didn't reply to that that was it was that so you said it was your first relationship and mm-hmm. it was the first time you'd slept with someone as yeah. well romantically and yeah. in any way really had you even flirted or kind of played with the idea of having a crush on a guy before that yeah. or was this literally your first kind of I'd had like crushes on guys but like really from actually. afar yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I'd spoken to the, like you know uh, I don't know kind of thought things up 
you kind of... You, I sound like a psycho. No, no, no. <laughs> Just thought no, about it. Like, fantasize. Fantasize. <laughs> but when a girl has a crush on a, on a, on a yeah, boy, like, so like you had crushes teenage and stuff. Teenage crushes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But it was your first kind of time that someone else had given you yeah. that attention yeah. back or yeah. you'd felt the crush from someone yeah. else. And yeah. Yeah, okay. Like never partied or anything in school. Didn't ever go out. Yeah. And then I finished school, didn't go to uni. So I had a year off, didn't do anything. When I finally went to uni things started changing, I guess. Mm. And then yeah. you moved on to your second relationship. Yeah. So a couple of months later, after I thought I'd be alone forever and never find anyone again. As we um, all do. Yeah. 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 We've all been there. We've yeah. all been yeah. there. <laughs> I went out and I met this guy in a club, as you do when you're like 22, 21, 22, whatever age I was. And he came up to me, wanted to get to know me. We like hung out that night. The next morning he was messaging me. Um, wanting to see me again. Um, I went away on a trip with some friends probably like a week after and he really wanted to see me before we went away, which was like exciting because my past relationship, he didn't really want to hang out with me. It was sort of, he was showing a lot of interest, messaged me the whole time I was away. I got back and he wanted to see me straight away. Mm. So yeah, it was exciting. He was a nice guy. We came across as a really nice guy. Came across like he kind of had, like he kind of had his shit together really (laughs) and then like soon after that he asked me to be his girlfriend wanted me to meet his friends wanted me to meet his family Mm -hmm. wanted to meet my friends and family so yeah he kind of filled the void that the previous guy never did so that was like that was good it was it was good for the time being so yeah we were dating for a few months he went on a boys trip over to thailand and came he was a bit distant whilst he was over there we did speak but not as regular as we had been I knew he was away like, with his friends, so I didn't really want to press it or anything. Um, and he came back and he was a bit distant. We saw each other and he just kind of was acting like a bit strange. Mm. Um, a few things happened and I kind of realised uh, he, well, he had cheated on me. Yep, I confronted him about this and the way he responded was differently to how I'd ever seen him kind of act before he started blaming it on me saying this didn't happen even though I had quite you had evidence I had evidence it (laughs) happened yeah Yeah. it did happen but yeah and then he started saying it happened because of me because of uh, me not wanting to talk to him when he was over there even though I had tried yeah pretty much in different ways blamed it on me it was my fault that he did that Uh, he made me feel guilty for it like Mm. it was a weird Mm -hmm. I can't really explain how he did it but he did I felt like oh okay well maybe I should have done this and this. Like Um, a power imbalance. Yeah, and like it wouldn't have happened. For whatever reasons, I chose to kind of move forward from there. And then a few kind of different things had happened since then and I saw this different side to him. So he wasn't really like uh, the strong, got your shit together person I thought he was. He was pretty insecure in himself. Mm. He sort of like always needed me to be complimenting him, always needed me to be saying things sort of like about his appearance to make him feel good about himself and would get angry at me if I wasn't doing this frequently enough. And it's sort of like uh, given, so I'm a nurse, given my background and like friends and family I know um, who have sort of suffered from mental illness, this kind of like I started wondering whether maybe there was more to this. Um, Mm. So I confronted him about that. And this was sort of a high point in our relationship. He kind of like confided in me, told me everything. He did have a mental illness. Um, He 
like felt I think he felt a lot of relief being able to talk about mm. it with me and I kind of was like okay well this explains a lot doesn't really explain why he cheated on me but he did but anyway I chose to move forward we kind of yeah it was a good like it was a good thing to be able to talk about with him um, and I felt like I got to know him a lot better through that and understand like why he did things and stuff continued on we'd been together for about a year he got a job away in a different state so he moved away and then things started to get pretty bad from there he went away was calling me kind of abusing me all the time verbally saying that I wasn't um, like contacting him I was cheating on him I was doing whatever he had no evidence for this it's just I don't know, he thought I was because mm. I wasn't with him. And he also put you down all the time, Yeah, he? he put me down all the time. He'd often, like, he wouldn't specifically say things about my appearance, mm. but he'd compare me to other people. Like, say, oh, you should, like, have hair like her. You should, I don't know, wear more makeup. You should do more sit-ups or something so you have abs like that girl. Didn't make me feel that great Absolutely about myself. Not. No. But then I was always like, oh, like, he's just saying this because, like, he's he's struggling I let him, like, put... I put him before me, pretty much. Mm. Yeah. I made up excuses. When other people would confront me saying, like, this behaviour's not on, I'd be like, I know it's not, but, like, this is why he's doing that. He's got his reasons. I need to be supportive. I'm good at being supportive. I'm good at kind of... It's your job. I yeah, mean, that's what you I do know. every single day with patients is that you put them before you, yeah. I suppose, and care for them. But then in a relationship, it's not, yeah. it's meant to be equal. And yeah. of course, sometimes in relationships, we hold more stress than our partner, but it always kind of becomes, mm. it should always become equal. Yeah. Just all balances out. But yeah. it, with you, it was just like, it was always, you were looking after him. Yeah, pretty much. And um, we were, yeah, carried on like that for a few years a couple of years actually Mm. and I like it became really obvious to me how unhappy I was Um, I was getting nothing out of it really yeah pretty much I was unhappy he had well uh, yeah it's sort of I realized one day that he had a lot of demons that I wasn't able to help him with he Mm. was never gonna like see me as a positive in his life Mm -hmm. I was always a negative he'd blame me for a lot of his own issues and like when things happened to him that weren't great with his career or whatever it was always my fault and yeah it just sort of hit me one day I was like I'm never going to be able to fix this person even though that's what I see like my job as being so yeah I confronted him about it told him I wasn't happy he didn't really take it very well you know I was kind of he kind of again started blaming me for reasons he did sort of I mean this conversation went on for a long time and he did realize like that it was probably coming to an end if he didn't change or like work on his behavior more so than change so yeah I gave him a second chance after he kind of asked me to many after a long conversation yeah so I gave him a second chance time kind of passed he ended up coming back home didn't tell me he was at home we'd been like in and out of conversations um, about ending it not being together he was always changing his mind he came home didn't know he was there found out he was confronted him and he just broke up with me pretty much it was a lot of back and forth yeah yeah, you'd already tried to do that yeah I'd tried to do that it just had been like months of back and forth I think he'd know like we were fighting all the time Mm. like I don't know how happy he was with that either but yeah he broke up with me it was like a massive weight off my shoulders to be honest I just kind of felt like free if that's the right way to describe Mm. it and yeah he tried to get back together a lot but I kind of just took it as what it was you broke up with me that's it we're done I think it's best we move forward 
in ourselves. So it was a relief yeah. when he... It was a massive which relief. Which is crazy, isn't it? Because I feel like we, it's yeah. so important to remember in relationships, like it's your choice to be yeah. in it. But sometimes you can get in a position where it's not... You're there just because, and especially when mental health is involved, it's mm, like yeah. you're there just for them, but you don't want to be there. Yeah. But yep. it was also what you had to compare it to, as you said, when you first mm. started dating, yeah. you realised how different he was to your first partner. Yeah. And it was like, you know, you wouldn't want to... I suppose the dating pool can be scary when you've had those mm. two experiences. It's like, well, it's one or the other, really, yeah. if that's all you know. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure there was parts other outside of what was totally wrong in that relationship. Yeah. There was positive days and yeah, there was good times was. that you were, like, holding on to as, yeah. as this is yeah. keeping me here. Yeah. And I think the reason I kind of, like, put, well, put up with it, if you want to say that, for so long was because, like, I did really love him. Mm, like, mm, he was, like, really... Like, he was a really good person, but he had a lot of things going on that I just needed to understand that I couldn't fix. Mm-hmm. Like, he needed to find happiness in himself and, unfortunately, I wasn't going to be that for him mm-hmm. or be able to assist him in doing that. He needed to do that alone. So, yeah, I kind of had to just step away from it after that and mm. then after that you met boy number three yep so very soon after after a, well this time it was different after that breakup I was kind of like great like I was sort of excited for what was next like I was a bit older but still like mid-20s yeah Again, had those thoughts of I'm going to be alone forever, but... (laughs) We all um, have them. I know. (laughs) But yeah, so very soon after, I ran into boy number three at this house party. I'd known him for years. We'd always kind of had a crush on each other, but things just hadn't worked out with Mm. timing. He'd been in relationships, I'd been in relationships. We just knew each other. Yeah, so I ran into him that night, and again, from there, started going out. (laughs) He, again you know, showed me all the signs of someone that was interested, always wanting to hang out, really interested in knowing my friends and my family. My friends loved him straight from the get-go. They were like, he's the best person ever. It was just sort of exciting to be with somebody that was always like bringing me up, saying nice things, being positive, just like came across as like a really nice, well-together person. He was also a bit older, Mm -hmm. which was appealing, I guess, because I kind of just assumed older people knew what they wanted uh, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't wouldn't yeah. bother with something that they didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we could have very serious conversations early on. Like, we wanted similar things in life. Yeah, just a lot of the things we wanted were the same. Um, it was just sort of easy, I guess, but still, like, fun. And So you spoke yeah. about the future a little yeah. yeah, we spoke about the future, like, very early on, which was different because with boy number two, if I brought up anything about the future, I'd get cut down straight away mm. because we weren't ready for those conversations as far as he was concerned. And I suppose that's always super comforting when someone starts talking about the future, you just instantly think, well, okay, so you you think we're going to be together forever. Yeah, which was like, yeah, appealing. It was a good thing, I guess. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't have entered a relationship if I didn't want it to kind of have... Longevity. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, we were dating for a while. We went on a holiday together. Um, I'd never been on a holiday with a partner before. It was just like... We had a really good time on that trip. It was just, like, great. Like, everything was, like, perfect. Like, I thought I was going to end up with him forever. And it was just, like, progressing quite fast as well. Anyway, so that was all great (laughs) (laughs) until 
he came home from work one night and we were driving to go for a walk because we did that a lot after work and I noticed he had this girl's name written on his hand. Previously in our relationship, really early on, we'd been discussing... I was able to discuss, like, we discussed our past partners and stuff a lot, which was good, I thought, because, like, we both had come out of quite stressful past relationships Mm. and it was just good to be able to, like, understand, I guess, where we were both coming from. Yeah, but he had told me that he had, like, hooked up with this girl from work once in the in-between and it had been a bit awkward, but nothing of it, nothing, well, nothing has come of it, that's it. Like, don't think about it twice. And I was, like, appreciative that he'd been open about that. Anyway back to this car trip so he had this girl's name on his hand I asked him about it I was kind of like who's who's that and he was like oh it's um just like a girl that I work with um and I was like okay like who and didn't you I was I I was under the impression that he'd just been out to dinner with a friend because he told me he was doing that before we went for a walk um and he was like um yeah it's a girl I work with and I'd just been out to dinner with her and I was like okay but I don't know. It just seemed strange. It just kind of like something in my gut just didn't sit right with me. I I mean, I don't really write my... I don't know. I don't write my name on people's hands Mm. at dinner. Mm -hmm. It just kind of seemed... Mm. I just pictured it as this sort of intimate kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I questioned it a bit. He was weird about it. Like, um, even just the way he spoke about it, he was stuttering to me when he was speaking. He was getting, like, flustered. It just it didn't. It wasn't right. Mm. Um, and in particular, this name that was on his hand, I'd seen like it was familiar to me. I'd seen it before. I'd seen photos of him with her a lot. I'd seen them messaging all the time. Um, I'd always just presumed this was a work friend and never questioned it. He seemed so honest and like I trusted him a lot. So anyway, I went home that night, thought about it a bit, and I guess like most. 20, mid 20 year olds, yep. I hit social media and I saw lots and lots of photos of them together. There was lots of ones that I'd seen but never thought twice about. Mm. He had been on a holiday and yeah, it was with this girl. He told me he was going over there for a wedding and that a few friends from work were going, but it turns out it had just been those two they'd flown there together they'd spent a whole month traveling um and then they'd flown back and I'd seen a lot of photos but I I trusted him Mm. I thought he was on a work like he was going away for work looked fun I thought how long had you been dating at the point when you went on your holiday the first time and then at the point when you saw this um stuff on the hand so uh we'd been dating we went on a holiday after dating for seven months okay he went away with I guess he went away the month prior with this girl and then it had been almost a year Mm. when the like it was probably 11 months when this um I saw the name on the hand Mm. yeah so I also had noticed I'd put up photos when we'd gone on a holiday and he had untagged and hidden himself from all of those photos which I hadn't noticed before don't know how long it was like that but Mm. it was all just like big red flags I guess so if someone was to go on his account you weren't there no I wasn't there yeah I was nowhere and yeah everything so like Facebook Instagram everything other people had posted I was gone so yeah was he kind of quiet over social media like during your time you were together and you might have been posting a photo and and he wasn't did you question that yeah so he never posted anything of Mm. us 
And I had actually asked, when we went on our holiday, mm. that was the first time I'd posted anything of us, actually. Yeah. Okay. We just, I think I more so held off because I was scared of hurting the person I'd been with previously. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, look, it's just photos. Who cares? Like, I'm happy with him. Yeah. It didn't, I just was like, yeah. I'll hold off on that. And yeah, we went away. I posted photos and stuff then. So then after the car trip? After the car trip. What yeah. happened? Yep. So I confronted him about everything that I'd found. It took me, it took, like, I was hanging out with him the whole day and it took me till the end of the day to bring it up because I was so scared that everything was like about to come like crashing down. And mm. I was like so in love with this person. Mm. I thought he was like who I was going to be with forever. And I was like, if this is all true and he like potentially has a second life going on behind my back, like what do I do? So yeah, I confronted him about it. Took like a long time to get out. Well, I don't know if it was the truth, probably the mid- some of the truth out of him. Um, and he just like was lying. He just lied and lied and lied and lied. He kept changing things. I'd question it. When I was like, when did this end, if it has ended? And he was like, the photos I'd posted when we were away, she had seen them. And that's what sort of brought things with her to an end. All of this didn't make sense to me too. I was like, you've had another girlfriend mm. whilst you've had me. And have you taken us on holidays to work out which one you want to be with or it was just bizarre I mean I don't get it I don't think well it's definitely not normal it's not normal (laughs) no 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 no. he was trying to have the best of both worlds yeah and I was like it's just unfair to play two people off against each other but yeah he still was in contact with this girl because I'd seen messages and then how did it end so after all that came out I was I asked to have a break which I'd never really been a I'd never been for breaks because I just think they never end well. But I was like, I need to just think about all this because I thought I was going to be with him for the rest of my life. Mm. Like, I, it was just, like, completely new. Like, I told my friends and they were like, no, like, you've got it wrong. Like, not him. He couldn't do this to you. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, I decided to give him a second chance mm. because I just kind of believed him that he had made a huge mistake and that this girl was no longer in his life and that he wanted to be with me because this is what he told me. He said he would do anything he could to fix it. And that week we were on a break, he did that. Like he literally went above and beyond to try and fix it. I guess I later found out he was also doing that with her, going mm. above and beyond to try and fix that. Anyway, we stayed together for probably another two or three months after that. We went on a big trip together, which I guess was to try and fix it. But when we were away, like, it became evident to me that I didn't trust this person. Mm. I was constantly questioning the things he was saying, the things he was doing, Um, just questioning why I even actually wanted to be with him because I just kind of looked at him and was like, I don't know you. Mm. Um, and it was this, it was a weird feeling to like go from one extreme to the other. Mm. Anyway, we got back from this trip and about a week later, we went out for dinner one night. We'd been fighting quite a bit. I don't even know what about irrelevant, I, just anything really. Mm. I just, I was not, like I kind of realised I wasn't happy again. Like I was trying to, like everything turned into an argument because I just couldn't really look at him the same. Um, We went out to dinner, had a nice night. 
Um, we were in the car on the way home and he told me that he had to go to some drinks. I kind of asked what if I could come. He was like, don't worry, you won't want to come. I'll just go for like half an hour and I'll be back. Um, I was like, all right, whatever. I waited for him at his house and I was just sitting there in his room and I was like, oh, I just, I don't know. Just something didn't feel right still. Of he had course. this book. Yeah. And I can't, especially the fact that you trusted him in the first place after yeah. what you've gone through before that and then yeah. you, you trusted someone again Yeah, and then they've lied to you. Yeah. I'd be like going crazy. Yeah. I feel like... I don't know. I just trust people. I've never had a reason not to trust people. So, yeah, I did. But, yeah, so I was sitting in his room. He had this book on his bedside table, which I'd actually given him. So I just picked it up. It was a notebook I'd given him for work or whatever. Um, And I picked it up and I opened it. I just randomly opened it. And I found... I opened it onto a page, um, which was pretty much like a pros and cons list comparing me and this other girl. Um, it was also dated, which was weird. Weird, And it was all within the last month. So when we were away, just before we'd gone away that day, like the past week, and never ever did I come out on top. I was a negative to him. He wanted to be with this other person and I was holding him back. It was, it was so bizarre. Mm. I like, I physically threw up reading it because I was like, what the... Like, what is this? Yeah. What is this person? He was a complete narcissist and I had no idea. And I was just like, I literally ran out of his house, like grabbed my stuff and just ran. Mm. And I was like, I don't, I just didn't know him. Mm. I have no idea who he was. I had no idea what he was doing. Um, no idea why he thought this behavior was acceptable. acceptable. Yeah. So I like, yeah, I ran from his house. <laughs> I suppose it kind of confirmed as well everything that you had been thinking yeah. was happening and yeah. like all, all this time that he'd been kind of telling you it was over and everything like that, reading yeah. that and obviously if it was dated, seeing yeah. how recent it was, it's just like confirmed all of your thoughts that yeah. are true. Yeah, it was so strange. Um, and to be compared against another mm, person yeah. in writing. I know, I know. Um, yeah, didn't make me feel that great but I also kind of, I mean, it was horrible to read, but I didn't let it get to me because mm. I was like, You're "This is very weird, unusual, yeah. unusual." Yeah, it's a really strange behaviour. There was like other things as well. Next to it, it was, it was weird too. Like it was almost left out for me to find um, because there was also a piece of jewellery that was addressed to her that was left out on his bench. Anyway. Um, that was it. Did you end it? I ended it. I was like, well, it was actually, I was, I was, I was going to end it. I had to end mm. it. If I had any kind of respect for myself, it was over. But it just was so weird sitting. I did see him to end it because I, had, loved a, I had a lot to say. Mm. To <laughs> um, but it was weird. It was mm. weird sitting there talking to him. And I was like, it felt like a stranger. Like, I yep. didn't know him. Like, I did not know him. Yeah. And I was like, it was hard because I was like, I thought I was so in love with you, but you're, I don't know you. I don't know you at all. Yeah. But yes, I definitely ended it. And since then you have been single for how many months? Five months. Five months. And that's the longest time you've been single since yep. you since were I was your first boyfriend, <laughs> yes. since boy number one. Yeah. 
how did you break this cycle? Because I think sometimes mm-hmm. we can get into and so I'm sure there will be so many girls listening yeah. and relating to parts of your story mm. because in relationships, kind of as Steph touched on, you don't, you're so in it and mm. when you love someone, you can have a thousand red flags in front yeah. of your eyes and yeah. you're like, oh no, but, but, but I love them. Yeah. Yeah. And even if there's 1% of good stuff and 99% of bad stuff, it's actually really hard to see it yeah. when you're in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially when you've gone through, I suppose you've been mistreated before, it's yep. so easy to go back into something where you're mistreated because it's kind of the norm and it's yeah. what you know. Yeah. So how are you able to break that cycle and yeah. now you are so happy and I yeah. we know speaking to you yesterday, you, you're independent and you don't need a man yeah. or a woman to yeah. be there for you. Yeah. You don't need to go into another relationship. No. I broke the cycle by realising none of these people made me happy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy with any of them. Well, you know, towards the, by the end, I was very unhappy. And I just felt like I relied on them a lot to make me happy. Yeah. And I don't even know what it was. About two months after ending it with boyfriend number three... Something just clicked in my head and I was like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? I was like, I don't need to wake up every morning, like, thinking about someone else, thinking how they're going to make me a better person. Like, no one's going to make me a better person. The only way I can really do that is by focusing on myself and focusing on the things Mm. that make me happy. Um, So, like, I have a really good group of friends. Like, they're so good. I've known them all for years, well, most of them for years. I have a really good family. And like these people have always been so supportive. I was like, I don't need a relationship mm. well, right now to build me up in any way. I need to focus on me and the things that I enjoy, the things I've put behind or to the side over the years. And yeah, that's kind of what I've done now. I focus on the things that I enjoy that bring me happiness that I've always wanted. There's lots of things I've always wanted to do and just never done because I've used like other people as an excuse for not doing those. And yeah, I I honestly don't think I felt so like relaxed, stress-free, mm. free, I guess, ever before, which is weird because I was just always like, oh my God, need someone, need to not be alone, need to have someone there. Um, and I guess I've just come out of this realising like well, I guess those three guys kind of taught me the best lesson in life, Mm. which is that you, like, if you're not happy in yourself, you're never going to be happy with somebody else. Mm. If you don't have respect for yourself, how is anyone really ever going to respect you? Um, And I haven't done that in the past when I've been with them. Like, I've relied on someone to make me happy. I've let people disrespect me, mistreat me. And yeah, I just feel like I've taken, like, massive steps in the last few months in realising that, I guess, that my happiness is in my own hands, not in somebody else's. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing those stories. As Lawsie said, there'd be so much in there. There's even parts that I'm going to discuss after this because (laughs) so much was relatable. Um, But I think it's just really nice to know that you've come out of it and you know it's not that you're petrified to ever get in a relationship no, again not at all but yeah. you've like learned what you've learned but yeah. now you're just really focused on being in your own company and yeah. being happy and stuff and i think that's a really nice message yeah thanks well we hope you enjoyed that chat we definitely took a lot from it and related to a lot of it as well lawsy where do you relate to I think, oh, there were so many points. I think the best thing, and we're obviously so grateful for our guests for sharing that Mm. story because 
it's you know it happens to all of us and I think there's parts of um, even each relationship that we might all relate to in our own relationships I think the thing for me that I related to the most was this the kind of fear of being alone Mm. and being isolated and thinking that you would kind of never find someone Mm. um, when you're in a relationship and you're not happy yeah and I think that's something that we all go through and yeah I I definitely it's hard sometimes even though you're not happy in a relationship to get out of it because sometimes you think that you are dependent on someone and you need someone Mm. and that you won't find anyone else and Mm. of course that's not the reality at all but we just put that pressure on ourselves yeah of course and it's it's also uh, what I related to is also seeing always looking at the positive things and also being up thinking that you could fix the problems Mm. um I myself have been in relationships where it wasn't all that great um but I would always focus on the good days or the good things about the relationship because I figured that the other stuff either didn't matter really or I'd be able to fix it one day um and ended up being stuck in a relationship where much like our guest I did not respect myself enough to realize that I wasn't being treated the way I should have been um so I related to her a lot on that and I think that is super common I think a lot of us would feel like you could fix things um and it I reckon it does come from as you said that fear of being alone or Maybe it's even of having to date again and like meet someone again and make that connection because a lot of the time, a lot of our relationship um, and I think the thing that's scary is losing what is such a habit to you, like seeing someone and doing the same kind of thing with them most days of the week and you get used to it. So even if it's not all good, it's just in your routine. it's, It's a habit that's scary to break, I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. It mm. is hard. It's the hardest thing in the world. And I just think as women as well, we are often um, nurturing people mm. and animals or whatever it might be mm. comes quite naturally to us. And I think that's why sometimes we get in a position where we think you, we can help people or totally. save people, but in a relationship, it's important to totally. be equal. And I think it's like, I mean, I'm obviously speaking now as a married woman, very weird to say. Um, ah, yes, married for how long? <laughs> three months. Three months. <laughs> what is the key to a three-month successful marriage? <laughs> but what I mean is um, I'm very, very fortunate and I'm happy and I'm, I'm in a very loving and supportive relationship now. But um, it was funny because going into the relationship with Josh, I had been in relationship to relationship. Like I've been in a relationship since I can remember. I think the longest I'd been single was like a month between my relationships. And that's just because... I'd always felt like it was just the thing you did, like you you were with someone. Um, and I think, I mean, I enjoy the company of someone obviously too, um, but I think a lot of that has to do with movies and stuff. We were talking about this yesterday, but I think it's when you watch so many, and I did, I'm a big fan of rom-coms and romantic movies. When you watch that and it's always the happy ending, ending being that the couple is back together, you know, regardless of what happened during the movie, how many ups and downs they had, the happy ending is them together. The happy ending's like never them apart or one of them being single and happy about it or anything like that. So I think it's watching things like that and, and even just seeing things in the media where people break up or people divorce and it's made to be such a big terrible terrible thing it's like well these people just weren't obviously happy together so is it such a terrible thing that they've broken up maybe not like I don't know I think it's just we grew up and we thought that the happy ending was always going to be with the other person and I think you need to realize that um the happy ending can totally be by yourself doing what you need to do for yourself and I think for me when I started dating Josh it was only like a year and a half in when I moved to New York 
And that is definitely when I felt independent. Like we were still together. We never broke up, but we were obviously very, very distant from each other and our relationship changed quite a lot. Anyone that's done long distance would understand. Um, But I felt really independent and it kind of made me realise that I was so happy with him and I definitely want to stay with him and everything. But I wasn't as scared to... I suppose if it didn't work out, be alone because I felt really independent and I got really comfortable with that. And I'm still a really independent person. As much as I love having Josh around and I'm I'm so happy in my relationship, I'm such an independent person. Like I love to be by myself to recharge. And it's just, I think if you're that kind of person, um, you just need to make sure you're with someone that can support you on that. Yeah, and I think it's important in relationships to have your independence and mm-hmm. because otherwise sometimes if you become... And I've been in relationships before where I've become so dependent on, on the person that mm-hmm. you kind of lose yourself but you also... There's a bit of a power imbalance because totally. you can't live without them and so yeah. I think then we start to tolerate things that you probably wouldn't usually or things that don't make you happy or you just kind of stay because you think you need that person but you know we and of course our our significant other is uh, you know whatever that might be to you if you have one if you don't again Mm -hmm. it's okay Mm -hmm. being single is awesome too but they're meant to be there I think to support you in who you are not support you like be there a hundred percent I think we do need as you said to have that independence and it's really 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 important so I, I think agree. it's awesome that our guest shared that she's there and she yeah. has that and I think yeah I think once you find that then you can go into relationships and you know what you want you know what totally. you're looking for you're more confident in that yeah. and you don't get I suppose stuck mm. in a place where it's hard to get out of because I think the hardest thing with relationships is that you when you um, break up it's like this person is your best friend and mm. often the hardest time is when there's really nothing wrong but it's like you haven't had a fight or you don't hate totally. each other it's or no, it's just that you're not right for each other anymore and you're on different paths and you're Definitely. not happy and I've been in a relationship like that before where it ended and I still feel so sad mm. for that just I think it's just because you just feel so bad that you've hurt someone yeah and you never intend to hurt you know your best friend mm. but that it's you also have to be happy and totally. you know in your life yeah and it's it's really hard so I think you know it's just a it's a hard breakup suck and you're not alone so I think the biggest message is like I'm sure well I hope that any of the stories that you related to led you to feel less alone mm. in what you might be going through or what you've gone through in the past and obviously Laura and I as always can only speak from our own experience yes so we are trying out for married at first sight after this are we? Oh, but not not as <laughs> obviously yeah we're getting married it's a shock no um we're not <laughs> Um, we are going to be experts next season. Nah, just kidding. Absolutely of course not. not. So, well, <laughs> we need to be a psychologist for that. <laughs> we decided this topic was probably so relatable that we wanted to have this first podcast as a part one. And next one will be with an expert. So, you can actually hear some tips and tricks on how to break a bad relationship cycle and feel more independent. But, yeah. Hope you enjoyed it, guys. We'll see you next week with our next relationship episode. And if you want to find us, you can. You can find us, well, you can find the program, our Keep It Cleaner program (laughs) on our website, www.keepitcleaner.com.au or in the App Store. If you just search Keep It Cleaner, we've got a seven-day free trial if you want to try it. And what else can you find us? You can find us on Instagram (laughs) at Keep It Cleaner, Steph Claire Smith or Laura Dodd Henshaw. I've got a struggle in my throat and we'll see you next week. See you next Wednesday.